0: So, Michaela, mm-hmm. big question for you. Have you ever been into a porn shop?
1: Um, porn as in sell stuff for money or yeah. porn? Yeah. What
0: did you think I was talking about?
1: <clears throat> I wasn't really sure. <laughs> um, well, I've been to cash converters.
0: Oh, there you go. What were you selling? Or were you buying something?
1: Oh, I'm married to someone. The biggest hoarder there is. He goes into bloody expensive pawn shops all the time.
0: What sort of stuff does he buy?
1: Well, luckily he doesn't buy anything because oh. it's always too expensive, but he loves <laughs> to look.
0: Just likes to see what other people have hocked off.
1: Uh, I think he likes seeing if he's got any of the same shit around <laughs> his house and how much it's worth. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradings Business Show, helping you get off
0: the tools and into true business ownership, so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts. Waris Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Welcome to the tradies business show.
1: Have you ever pawned something?
0: No, I don't think I have. I don't even think I've bought anything from a pawn shop.
1: No, I don't think I have either.
0: I looked at uh, I looked at a surfboard once, but I reckon they charge too much. Those buggers. yeah, they do. They give you nothing for them, and then they try and sell them for you know ten times what they bought them off the poor bugger. Or surfy. dearer than you sometimes. For. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so, yeah. well... Interesting business model.
1: Now, you've had a cultural experience today.
0: Oh, look, I've I've had an vacation uh, <laughs> here at your recording studio.
1: So, uh, Warwick comes to my house now and uh, records our episodes. And not only am I wearing slippers today, my Croc <laughs> slippers, which I think are the best thing ever invented, <laughs> um, but the hubby's home today.
0: Yeah. And, Day off uh, work. And we emerged from your... Um, little studio here, your office, uh, to see some crap on television because <laughs> I don't watch TV. Uh, but what's it called? Porn Stars.
1: Yeah, on the A&E channel. What's that? Most Australian men will know about it. It's like a reality TV channel right. for men.
0: Reality as in unreality.
1: Yeah, so there's heaps of porn ones. Because
0: nothing on those shows actually happens.
1: No, of course not. Um, or, you know, they open up a shed that's been abandoned and there's like thousands of dollars of goodies in there that just happen to be left there. And <laughs> or there's the duck people that made the duck things and the they what? wear camo. What are they called? The duck? Duck hunters. Dunk dentistry, duck dynasty. Duck dynasty or something. They're multi, multi-millionaires now and they make duck whistles. <laughs> There's a whole show about the family, Megan Duckwist. Oh, what? And there's swamp, See, the swamp porn.
0: No wonder there are so many issues in society in a- the US of A.
1: And there's a show. Well, what about my husband who watches it? I know, but... We the- actually pay money, can you believe and, it? And get uh, Seven Mate is a similar channel for those that don't have pay TV. A lot right. of A&E shows are on Seven Mate. But there's even one about, like, um, Swamp People, I think it's called. Swamp and they people. go around sh- getting alligators and...
0: Anyway, so there's a whole bunch of crap on television. I think we've established that, yes. which so is a good reason. Duncan was not watching to it. Waste time watching it
1: on his lunch break. We've walked out.
0: And there's these, these, well, they they apparently own and run a pawn shop. You know, like a. a, a uh, anyway, so there's here the, in Oz, they're called cash converters or whatever. Is probably the main one, but um, there's a whole bunch of independents. So uh, there's the brother and
1: sister and the overly tanned father that runs <laughs> something the,
0: going on with his Dan, hey? yeah that and, runs the shop and the long hair tied back in a ponytail yeah. awesome
1: and something came up in the shop i oh that's it that's a good episode to talk into
0: so basically one of the young guys at the front counter uh customer service counter was running a little side cashy business of taking tips from people so that they would get to the front of the queue i don't know why you i' mean the I didn't think a pawn shop would have a queue that God, takes I think that long. they're
1: quite long over there.
0: But uh, people trying to hawk stuff to get money for rent or whatever, who knows? Um, so he was was collecting cash from customers so that he would give them priority service. And the business owners found out about it. The brother, the sister, and the old man with the tan, and uh, had a big argument about it. The the brother said he should be fired the old man said no way the sister said something else cuz i got bored after that uh, <laughs> but basically um it do- it did raise sort of interesting questions around employees and how you deal with undesirable behavior in your business with your employees uh you know are you do you have a trigger finger um are you sort of firing people willy nilly because they Stole some biscuits from the biscuit tin or didn't put their, you know, put their dollar in the jar for the coffee or knocked off some uh, some grease to take home and do a job in their own car? Or are you the other way where you put up with all sorts of stuff and just allow it and allow it yeah, because you're afraid that you won't find someone better or... You don't know how to deal with it or you're afraid of being taken to fair work. Um, so, yeah, it raises some interesting questions about that. And uh, and then I suppose what's more important, Michaela, is how do we answer those?
1: Well, that's it. I mean, some could view this guy as having an entrepreneurial spirit and could have, you know, looked at an alternative value-add service. I don't know where you jump to the top of the line, you get an extra 5% mm. on your hot goods. I don't know. Mm. but um, It's not
0: like he was stealing from the business.
1: No, but it's awful. Is like, it? He, it is. He should have gone. I think he should have gone.
0: So, you're a trigger finger?
1: No, he's taken money out of customers. But they, they were had paying for a service.
0: They, they were willing to pay extra to get to the front of the queue. I'd do it. If I could, if I could slip you five bucks and get to the front of the queue at, uh, I don't know, Department of Transport when I have to renew my license, <laughs> it'd save me that two hours.
1: So, you wouldn't have sacked him?
0: Uh. If it was his first offence and he was a good kid and, um, and he did Apparently,
1: he's a good employee. Yeah. They were saying.
0: So they would have fired a good, productive uh, employee who had good relationships with customers, potentially, who had... He was ripping them off. ...had been loyal up to then. He wasn't. It's not like he was charging them extra unknowingly for stuff and stealing from them. They were knowingly paying to get to the front of the queue. The same way you knowingly pay for your croc slippers. I don't know why anybody would buy those things, but you knowingly paid for those.
1: <laughs> yes, but that's highlighting a bad. look like, it's not a thing on the customers; it's the employee. It's a trust issue.
0: Well, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm, I can be quite forgiving, but I do know that with my wingman clients in particular, I'm the guy with the pen that's made out of a bullet. Don't ask. Um, but there's a bit of a joke with some of my clients that, you know, I just want to use my pen to shoot people and fire them. Um, for me, I see business owners dragging it out too much. They they, yep. they would keep a guy like that time after time. They'd find out more things and keep him and keep justifying it either through that whole fear of wouldn't find anybody better. Um,
1: wouldn't you always have a trust issue with that employee though?
0: But he's not stealing from the business. He's offering customers an additional service.
1: He's stealing their um, goodwill. No, he's not. Their reputation. They are. How? Oh, mate, slide me something and I'll... Who knows what else he could be having on the side business.
0: Well, but that's the thing. So, first time somebody screws up, you sack them. Is that what you do? You'd you'd have a... No. On the surface, a perfectly good employee. But he's not a
1: perfectly good employee. He's being dodgy and... One doing time. things underhanded.
0: One one thing that you know about, so you'd go, "That's it. First fence, you're gone."
1: Yep, for that.
0: <laughs> and then you replace. And, him and with... this is why I don't have staff. <laughs> <laughs> I and, don't like staff. And, but but this highlights how hard it is to make these decisions. Yeah, Michaela, yeah. is.
1: See what you can learn from reality TV in the middle of the day. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, it's got us into an argument on the show. So. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to think it's probably not a great thing. but but So I, you
1: would counsel him and, and yep. try and...
0: I would give him a warning and say it's unacceptable, um, but I like his ingenuity and what would have been a better thing is to come to me as a business owner and say, hey, I reckon we could offer people a premium service here, charge them a bit extra, and because it's my idea, I want to split it with you
1: 50-50. Yes. Well, I would have said, well, you know, good entrepreneurial spirit, but you're gone. Go do entrepreneurial stuff elsewhere. Not on my time, on my turf.
0: Or as employer, you could say, mate, I love the idea. It sucks that you're pocketing that and you didn't ask me about it because my business and they're my customers. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, because I love the idea so much, you keep 25% of it in future and I'll keep 75% and we'll keep Are offering me? it as a premium service. Are you crazy? No. See, the thing is, good employees, as everybody listening to this show... Good employees are hard to come by, right? I guarantee every every yep. person listening to this show that has staff or employees has had issues finding good ones, finding ones that think for themselves, that are innovative, that are good with customers, that um, have attention to detail and common sense.
1: My issue is his moral compass is screwed. I don't think so. You don't think his moral compass was screwed? No.
0: We, we're talking a US show, right? These people live off tips. Minimum wage over there is like six, seven bucks an hour.
1: He was still undermining the shop owners.
0: Absolutely, and he needs a warning over it, and he needs to be counselled about it, and he needs to understand the gravity of what he's been doing, but I still would be looking for an opportunity to turn that into a positive.
1: I get that, but I wouldn't be rewarding him for bad behaviour by giving him a cut of the premium service. I'd say that's a great idea. Look, we'll implement it this way. Thanks for that feedback. If I did decide to keep him, uh, which I wouldn't, but... Um, I wouldn't reward him for it. Bad, misleading behaviour.
0: Mm, interesting. Hmm. See, I, I, I see staff as people you want to partner with, and
1: of course, but that he doesn't have the same respect for you.
0: No, I, I see. I don't see him as disrespecting me just because he's come up with a way to make some extra cash. Because those people wouldn't get tips, like you know, someone working in a restaurant, because they're not really in a full service position.
1: No, but it's still not right.
0: <laughs> and this is this is the thing. See,
1: so I guess our listeners are wondering what actually happened.
0: Okay, so the the um, the son wanted to sack him. The sister, I can't remember what her position was. Um, but the old man, <clears throat> the old man was probably wise like me. And uh, so what he did was he sent the guy home. a Few days without pay. Go away and think about it. He he, you know he. Uh, basically uh, criticized him and and warned him in front of the other staff um, and sent him away for a few days and said, come back on Monday. And the young guy, you could just see, he was like, thank goodness I didn't lose my job over that. You could see how grateful he was just in his face. Now, if he did it again, that'd be it. See you later. I gave you a chance. And like like the dad said, you know, we all deserve a second chance. It was the first time he'd done anything wrong. If, you know, if we all got, got, booted the first time we did something wrong or made a made an error of judgment like that and he he was a young guy it's not like but he was a not. forty year old bloke who should have known it, better he was a he looked like he was about seventeen or eighteen
1: it's a it's a calculated deception
0: no you, so, you this is why you, <laughs> you <have> no stuff <laughs> but you have to and this is the the yeah, but, thing as an employer so if someone
1: took something out of the till
0: that's different that's stealing. right because
1: they're stealing. I just I couldn't trust him. I Could not trust someone. Do you have that-
0: trust issues, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I, I took some food out of your fridge before when I had my uh-huh. lunch.
1: Is that where that went?
0: <laughs>
1: but anyway, he stayed on Monday and then would come back and, you know, would have done something else wrong in his moral oh,
0: compass. Oh, wow. Tuesday. So so your thing with people is if they do one thing wrong, that's it, they're bad. So, hang on, no, hang, on hang on. I've no. got I've got an interesting thing here. Your dog, the podcast dog Ella. How many couches does she chew? That's different. Oh, right.
1: No, it's completely different. Is it? Yes. How come? We're talking about life and death here. Why does we want to just it? <laughs> I
0: don't blame him.
1: Animals are different. That's completely different. If, if an employee chewed my lounge, <laughs> yes, they'd be gone. <laughs> yeah,
0: if an employee peed on your rug, you'd be like, oh, that's it. Seven lounges,
1: gone. which the dog has done.
0: Exactly. So you give the dog about 37 chances but you give a person one chance. No, no, I don't
1: always give them one chance.
0: Okay, so so when would you give someone a second chance? Well,
1: it depends on the circumstance.
0: Well, come on, give me an example.
1: Um, well, I haven't hired that many stuff because I don't have the patience <laughs> for it. There
0: Clearly. Were,
1: there was, there's was, there been issues where... Um, I should tell that story one day, but I won't on this episode. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, where... Some staff have made some pretty ordinary errors that have happened multiple times.
0: So repeat offenders. Yeah. But see, we're talking about first offence, right? But first <laughs> Actually,
1: funny thing is I didn't sack them. I was just thinking back because I just couldn't have been bothered.
0: You just wanted to disagree with me, didn't you?
1: No, but I just think in that situation that I just think it's dodgy. It's
0: wrong. And I don't disagree with you, but what I'm saying is you're running a business and you've had that employee that up to this point you have thought was a good employee, productive, good with customers, good at their job. You find out that they've made a mistake or they've had an error of judgment or they've done something stupid.
1: Yeah, but the mistake's different to a...
0: They've done something stupid. It's a mistake in judgment, right? They've, They've come up with a way to make some extra cash. They're probably... Busted, busted ass, broke anyway. Minimum wage. You think about an apprentice, right?
1: Yeah, that's fine, but that then means that they, you're always going to be looking over their shoulder and what are they up to? And then that's not.
0: Uh, see, I, I'm. I guess maybe I'm more of a believer of, of uh, finding the good in people and giving people opportunities to actually be better in themselves. I, I would definitely warn someone like that. I'd warn an apprentice, and um, and put them on notice and say, you know, that was that was a big mistake uh, doing cashies on the weekend with my tools. Um, if you wanted to make more money, come and talk to me and I'll and I'll come up with some ways for you to do extra work for us out of hours. So, so if what I catch if, you doing it again, you're gone.
1: What if, right? Um printers, bloke comes in the car, needs something else and says, "Oh mate, I'll do it for cashie on the weekend for you."
0: Happens all the time.
1: Well, do you think that's acceptable?
0: No if he's an apprentice chances are he's probably 19, 20, still learning, got no money, doesn't have the judgment or the wisdom that we do because you know you're old now that you're 40. Oh, no. <laughs> and
1: I I'm very wise because I'm building a business with no staff.
0: And I think and I think if it's done if it's done well, people really appreciate and respect a leader who isn't just Axing people because they made a mistake once—I don't I care. think there's
1: a difference between a mistake is different to um, a calculated. It's, yeah, it's borderline, and and yeah. I've
0: I've had clients with exactly that scenario. But you know, I had a client who had an older tradesperson who was doing just that. He was doing cashies on weekends instead of putting it through the business, and and we sacked the guy.
1: Yeah, well, he's stealing from the business. Yeah, because he's well, it been deceptive. around.
0: The guy's in his late forties, and he's run his own business. So there's a, I think there's a level of expectation around what that person would know is acceptable behaviour versus a nineteen-year-old apprentice who might know, but it depends well, on his parenting.
1: They, they should know, is it? <clears throat>
0: yeah, should. But you know, I think there's a different level of expectation around that person, and if he's a great apprentice. And he's, and he's working hard and he's doing well and he's got a good attitude and the customers love him. He just needs some mentoring and a bit of guidance and leadership and that could that guy could turn into your most loyal, most productive employee. It doesn't mean that you put up with crap from him over and over and over again and that's what I actually see employers doing is just accepting crappy performance and attitude from people for way too long. So I find most people aren't like you, McCarter. They don't just go around axing people after their first offence. <laughs> Well, I mean, in theory, I would. Yeah, in theory, I say
1: that. Whether I'd actually do it because I couldn't be bothered finding someone new. Yeah,
0: but it's uncomfortable, you know, to to give someone their marching orders. Most people hate that stuff.
1: Mm.
0: And so, I think it's just about finding the right balance for your own values and what and what you know as an employer, what you think is acceptable behaviour. I mean, how would you like to be treated? Have as an employer, did you ever make any mistakes? You know, did you have a Barking podcast dog in the background.
1: I think this difference. Well, actually, I was. Yeah, that's another podcast. But we all make mistakes. It's not about mistakes. It's it's it's.
0: But an error of judgment is still a mistake, in my mind. Anyway, that's that's my personal opinion. I mean, I think there's an
1: error in judgment when you know they didn't. They could go either way, and they decided to go another way because they thought of a reason. But calculatingly doing what they were doing was wrong. Anyway. Uh, so we don't know whether they survived, like after Monday, whether they survived or not. We'll have to, I don't know. I don't ching. care to
0: find out because I won't be watching it again. <laughs>
1: can I tell you a funny story, though? Oh, I think you should. Is it? This is a great story. And if anybody can beat this as one of the worst things an employee could do for oh. a client, I it's actually used. This is actually now used in some training as an example of what not to do. That sounds good. Yeah, so... Uh many, many years ago I had a virtual assistance business uh which wasn't in the tradey space, it was for lawyers. And I had a staff member that worked directly with this lawyer. Your first and last time. <laughs> so, uh well let's just hear the story and see what okay. you would do. <laughs> okay. So the Unbeknownst to me, and this was my, I take full responsibility for this because I hired quickly. There's a lot of lessons to be learned here. And uh, I didn't do a thorough background check, let's say, i.e., Google someone. And it turned out this contractor or this employee owned an adult shop.
0: Nice.
1: Right. And had made the local news because it was in a regional town and. Um, you know, it was a bit of a controversy, this adult shop coming in. issue wasn't about the adult shop at all, and I still would have hired her if I'd known about it because I think they're good money to be made in those. But anyway, uh, what happened, though, was that somehow, I don't know how to this date happened, but a, a calendar invite from this girl's adult shop account or business, sent a calendar invite to this client's staff, uh, client's clients.
0: Oh. <laughs> nice. From a law firm.
1: Yeah. So these clients, of my clients, is getting calendar invites from an adult shop.
0: Did anybody respond <laughs> <laughs> with an acceptance? <laughs> that would be a classic, wouldn't it? Oh. So, and- is that second?
1: Um, I said to the client, I will let her go. And the client said, no, don't worry about it. Keep her on.
0: Oh, they liked the invite. They probably got a, the best response rate they've ever had to <laughs> an event <laughs> invitation.
1: <laughs> so that made me put a whole, because it was all virtual, a whole heap of procedures and checklists in with virus and background checks and whatever. But I gave the client, said, oh, look, you know, I'll let her go.
0: So what happened after that? She turned out to be a good employee?
1: Um, nah, she was gone a month later. She's rubbish. <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> oh but
1: it just, uh, anyway, funny story. Um, it's a pretty, yeah. Well. It's a pretty interesting time that was. Mm. And another lesson here was I didn't have the appropriate level of insurance for mm. the business.
0: I think, I think people. To blame, cover that. Yeah. Blame their employees a lot and, uh, really need to have a look in the mirror with their own leadership. As employers. Oh, I
1: completely take full uh, responsibility for that.
0: For allowing things to happen. But, yeah.
1: uh So don't get me hiring or firing your staff is the message there because you might get some surprises in your inbox.
0: And the adage is uh, hire slow, fire fast. So yes. it actually supports a little bit of what you say with getting rid of people quickly, but you really do, do need to put the effort in up front when you hire people. is not just knee-jerk grabbing people Um you know, putting them in because you need somebody urgently, you're better off taking the time to find someone with a better attitude and, and uh, that's going to fit the team better. Doesn't um, own an adult shop. Yeah, doesn't pocket money for letting people go to the front of the queue. And uh, probably don't get Michaela and me to, to sort out your disputes because we'll just argue about it for half an hour.
1: That's it. Now, if you've got any specific team problems, we can help.
0: <laughs> How can If we you want to help.
1: <laughs> so, part of our toolkit is uh, a weekly live Q&A that well, I'll say Warwick and I do, but 95% of it's Warwick.
0: <laughs> feeling loose in description of uh, both uh, of us.
1: You know what? I don't think people want my hiring and firing advice anyway. So well, I don't think they want to
0: see my head on the video either, but they keep looking at it.
1: <laughs> so every Wednesday, uh, people can ask questions and Warwick will answer, or myself. So if you're having an, a particular issue with your employee, uh, become a Toolkit member. It's cheaper than a recruitment consultant's fee, and uh, we'll be able to help you.
0: Uh, or any so, other problems you have in your business. So go check out tradiesbusinessshow.com dot com forward slash toolkit, and uh, you can get all the details there. Um, if you've got staff issues or anything, we'd love to hear about some of your stories. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with someone who? What's the
1: worst thing your employees done?
0: Or, yeah, and what was your response to it? Mm. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks for for listening to Michaela and I butt heads a little bit. We haven't done that for a while. No, it's not. Often so what are we doing? We're just agreeing to disagree on that.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I'm actually thinking I want to write to the show and see how long he lasts, just to prove a point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you won't last; he'll turn out to be crap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but everyone deserves a second chance, even me.
1: Yes, well, I've given you well, we're up to 151 episodes now, so I've given you 150 extra chances.
0: You are very tolerant. I know. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next episode. Maybe bye You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.